Okay, I hope uh, you can all hear me. I'm looking forward to, to kick off that Twitter space. It's going to be a follow-up from two days ago. Uh, we have had so much community chatter afterwards about uh, various solutions and the various ideas. There were countless of uh, Twitter votings and, and polls and feedback sessions. And uh, yeah, it was I think, very, very fruitful. What I would love to do today is maybe set a bit of uh, the stage in the first uh, 10 minutes um, on what this is all about, um, kind of a bit of a summary. Then I would really love to welcome uh, a lot of opinions, uh, maybe follow-up opinions. One key thing here, and I would just want to mention that, many times during such uh, feedback sessions, um, people who are uh, opposed to something or... Um, they they feel that there may be something they are driven more from an emotional standpoint. Um, many times such voices uh, are stronger. And then uh, people who listen in, they think, oh, wow, um, uh, some people, like maybe everyone is against it or everyone is positive. So I would really love to encourage uh, both kind of sides, right? So if you are uh, positive about uh, an opinion that you speak up, if you're negative about an opinion, speak up. Don't just not speak up just because you think your voice is not so important. It's kind of the same as if, uh, I don't know, in a newspaper, they report every, all, always only one-sided and then everyone thinks, oh, all the planes always crash, uh, when it's actually not true. Most of the planes don't crash. So um, I think that is important. So kind of kicking this off a bit here, um, we had the launch of decentralized assets as a DeFi chain community about two weeks ago. And uh, in that entire launch, we have uh, noticed that the utility of uh, DUSD and all the other decentralized assets is uh, obviously higher than the cryptocurrencies that they are backed by. And so what's happening is that there's a premium uh, that's uh, being traded there and uh, not enough people are willing to mint those in order to get the premium down. For example, um, the USD is trading, I think, at about 25% premiums. So it's trading at around $1.25. And for it to be a stable coin, this is not really acceptable. Um, for DUSD to really be accepted on an exchange or for others to really kind of utilize it, um, it does have to trade in a pretty narrow band around the dollar. And the same thing is with the, the other decentralized assets like the Tesla or the S&P 500. Um, there, it's not that the band doesn't have to be that narrow uh, simply because they are very volatile, but a dollar is always a dollar. So um, it, it, the dollar doesn't trade. It, it inflates, sure, it gets worse, less and less, but it doesn't trade. The dollar stays a dollar. Where a Tesla share um, trades against the dollar, and so sometimes it's okay that the Tesla is worth $900 and sometimes it's uh, $1,000, it's fine. But on the dollar, I think this is a very picky point here. And so this discussion came up from a marketing standpoint. Um, how can we as a community really get people on um, if these decentralized assets are a bit off price? And so various solutions were proposed. Uh, in total, there were five of the major solutions. Afterwards, there were a bit of sub-solutions. And the community at the end really kind of narrowed down on one solution. We called that solution the Balthazar DC Light solution. The reason is because it was a bit of a mix out of three ideas. Um, the first idea came from Balthazar, who suggested let's uh, allow the payback 
of a loan, not only in the D token that this loan was taken out of, but also to allow for to be paid back in DFI with a 1% premium. So there's a 1% premium, so there's a small cost in that. And uh, the DFI would get uh, destroyed. They would get burned, which would help the entire ecosystem. Um, now, there's a risk with that. And that risk is, well, if uh, D token then drops, for example, DUSD, and it drops far below what the Oracle price is. So, for example, uh, DUSD drops far below a dollar. How would this D token ever go up again? And so this is where the second suggestion came in, and that was from DC, who suggested, why not allow uh, for DUSD to be added to any loan as collateral, but at 99 cents? And initially, uh, after the entire discussion, there were a lot, a lot of people on Twitter uh, chatting and, and also Yuzen, who is apologizing due to family matters. He couldn't join two days ago, and he can't join today because he really wants to focus on a couple of things with the family. Um, but he had this initial Twitter kind of storm where he really recommended not to go this route. And he tried to poke holes into this idea. And then DC responded and many other people kind of responded. And there were a lot of discussions. And he completely did a 180 on that. And he also said, no, it's actually a really genius idea. His biggest worry was that there could be negative feedback or actually reinforcing feedback loops um, that would cause consequences that would be very difficult to predict. But because um, it's actually a fixed amount, 99 cents, these uh, feedback loops wouldn't, they, they would constantly get broken. So um, this was a, a very important second feedback session. And so ju just looking at those two things, if you just kind of narrow this down to DUSD, there would be a very high likelihood that DUSD trades in a band of 99 cents on the bottom end and about a dollar and one cent on the upper end. So that's kind of where it would fluctuate in because otherwise you would have arbitrage on the top or you would have arbitrage on the bottom. And then the, the last kind of uh, puzzle piece was to, to, to start with a light version. The light version was, let's not do this for all the decentralized assets, but start with the simplest one first, DUSD, and have, have the options for all the others, but don't activate it and only activate it for DUSD and then see how this would turn out because it's actually the simplest one. It's the easiest one. It's the, it, it, it's the easiest one to execute. It has the least amount of risk and it has the, the highest amount of upside. And that was kind of the main suggestion. It, it came from various community members and, and that kind of how it all kind of got combined. Um, and if you look into all the Twitter polls that people made, I mean, uh, whenever the suggestion was, should this get implemented? I think it was like a 90 to 10 ratio um, all the other solutions, they didn't really have a chance. Sure, there were always people who said, oh, we should go all out. Oh, we should go with this route. We should start mixing. Um, so th there were a lot of um, uh, very strong, positive drive to go this route. And I voiced my concern that we should consider um, having a route that's relatively fast, especially if we want to attract people that um, are not the total insiders and understand what's going on, but just look at that from the outside. And they look at DUSD and if that is a dollar twenty-five, I think they're like, "What the heck is this?" And they just turn away because they don't—they don't want to invest the time, right? They're not the insiders that we are. And so I, I was kind of encouraging to get a fast, safe solution with a possible high upside. And there were really, really good kind of feedbacks. And I just want to highlight a few here, especially because I encourage people to try to poke holes. Um, and as a whole, uh, again, I want to mention—I think over ninety percent of all the polls that I've seen, the feedback. Um, over 90% are, yeah, let's go with this uh, Baltasar DC light solution. 
it makes a lot of sense. Let's do it fast. Let's implement it as fast as possible. But some of the, the suggestions, and I also want to address some, and I want to uh, do most of them, actually, you have very good answers. One of them was, let's not burn the DFI. Um, let's keep them in a pool. And then whenever DUSD drops below a dollar, use that pool to buy back the DUSD. And then that way, uh, that would actually be an, an automatic kind of raise in the price. The issue with that is that that pool would constantly be empty and would be totally inefficient um, because that pool would actually be selling when the price is low and would be buying back when the price is high because that is actually how the arbitrageurs are doing it, if you think about it, right? The arbitrager uh, is buying when the price is low and selling when the price is high. That's why they're doing it. So the pool who sits on the other side is constantly losing. So what would happen is that pool is totally inefficient. The counter suggestion would be to install some friction points in the entire flow. One is to have a 1% premium when paying back in DFI. The other one that's a bit more complicated from a logic, that's why I wouldn't put it into this emergency DFIP if we were to do it, would be to, uh, to install a burn feature on the decks. How aggressive and how fast are we gonna go for this? Um, or how much time are we gonna give this? What's the ideal kind of timeline and all that? And that would be the second kind of step if we are feeling that everyone is hurt, um, that everyone kind of is aligned and that, um, yeah, we are kind of very confident that this is the right route forward, not just because people on Telegram on Discord and Twitter and so on are saying this, but that we really come to a consensus where this is the case. And so, yeah, with this intro that took a bit longer now because we got interrupted, um, I would love to kind of pass it on to whoever wants to speak up. Maybe DC, you want to speak first. Um, you were not part of... Uh, the past Twitter space, and uh, today um, you can be part. So I think it would be a nice kind of maybe start from your end to to kind of share a bit of your opinions on this. Yes, uh, thanks, Julian. And also thanks for shifting the Twitter space uh, one hour later so I can participate. Um, and <clears throat> what I also want to say, uh, sorry for everyone asking me something regarding the idea. I cannot answer all the questions. It's impossible. I got a lot of messages on Twitter, on Telegram, Discord, uh, wherever. Um, I tried to answer a lot, but it's not possible to answer all. Um, so let me make some comments on the idea. Um, Julian, we started uh, the discussion on, I think it was uh, Sunday. Um, and um, I was not very happy about the idea in general because of these uh, tokens without loans. Uh, I was really skeptical that we cannot remove them from the market again. And um, at the end, uh, we will only have tokens without loans uh, as so the, the worst scenario. And um, there I came up with the idea using DUSD as uh, collateral to create a kind of demand. And the idea here was to um, give them a value for a special purpose. And the purpose is putting them into uh, a, a vault as collateral. Um, the second idea, or what I have in mind uh, discussing the, the things with you was, uh, what can we implement uh, in a more or less fast and safe way? So which approach is near the current implementation. So all the ideas out there regarding how can we remove the DUSD again uh, by uh, this kind of pool, arbitrage pool, um, they sound very, they sounds very nice, but I see a lot of 
risk because it's completely different to the things we have on the blockchain. So we cannot use the vaults and loans. Uh, we cannot use the DEX. Um, it's completely new. Uh, and to my opinion, um, these complex solutions um, are not the way we should go uh, for short-term uh, approaches. And the idea was, what can we do sh short-term to bring BUSD to $1? So that was the goal I understood. Uh, we also discussed a little bit why is it needed? You know, why should we not let it as it is? Um, and I see that the most people are um, or want to have this uh, $1 for one DUSD uh, because then it's really a stable coin and not a token similar to the US dollar. Um, so that uh, uh, first thoughts uh, on the idea. Um, it is for me an approach to reach the goal. It is not the optimal solution. I also commented to a lot of people out there. Uh, it is not the thing where I say, cool, that's the thing. Everything solved <laughs> and we can go to the next point. Um, it will help for the next weeks or months and then we need adaptions like the fees you mentioned, uh, like the futures, um, to reach the end goal of a stable system. So there are some drawbacks. Uh, for example, um, if no one needs the DUSD for the, uh, for the walls as a collateral, um, then we also have no demand. Uh, so we need some kind of growth, uh, some kind of um, minimum uh, collateral or minimum total value locked. Um, that's totally clear for me, personal. And um, yeah, that's yeah, maybe even it's my idea. I see the drawbacks and I'm not 100% uh, happy. Um, but uh, the question is then, what is the alternative? And uh, if I rank it relative, um, the, the, the approaches, even with the scenario, we let it as it is, uh, it is the best solution. It's not the optimal one, but it's the best what I see. But it's also a personal opinion. Um, I'm just one person in the community like you, Julian, or Mark, or uh, Balthasar. And we should find a way where the most people say, cool, that's the way we should go. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, but so so uh, what what do you say? I mean, and uh, I saw some Twitter opinions about that, uh, where people said, "Look, this is not a perfect solution. Why implement a non-perfect solution? Why not just wait? Why not wait six months until we have this perfect solution where everything is ready?" Yeah, uh, because it, if this is also a solution for me, just to keep on um, the, the drawback here that um, uh, yeah, new people and the, the community will not accept it, uh, this, this D-token system as uh, yeah, DeFi use case, um, we have a bigger problem than this uh, free DUSD token, yeah, my, my opinion here. Agree. I, I really, really agree on that. Um, on some of the opinions, and again, I also want to, um, I, I want to inspire everyone to reflect to reflect on that a bit. I saw some messages from people who commented that they are against implementing such a solution because it benefits 
uh, arbitrages or it benefits certain people. And I want to highlight here, right? Um, I hope that this is not a reason on why you would be um, against such a solution just because it can benefit a small group of people um, that would actually help the greater good, right? So I think if you think that they're benefiting and you're losing, then I really think that you're struggling seeing the bigger picture here of it's not so much benefiting those people. It's really more that we need to help the entire community um, with those D tokens. Otherwise, again, I just don't see that any exchange will pick those up, that coin market cap will list those. I just don't see that at all um, because who would want to list a, a stable coin that's actually not a dollar, um, even though it says it is. So just keep that a bit in mind here. Um, yeah, thanks, uh, DC. Um, uh, yeah, we have uh, at the moment, we have Lord Mark, Baltasar, Santiago. Any one of you want to kind of share a bit, yeah. couple of thoughts? Good evening. Mark. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, Julian. Hi, everybody out there. So uh, very great inputs from, from both sides. Uh, I, I come a little bit more from a marketing point of view, right? I think we are the insiders here. We really understand how, or we should understand how DeFi works as good as possible. But there's so many more people out there who've got actually no clue what is under the hood, right? So we are the mechanics, like I said the last time. And these people want to come in and they want to trade and they want to make gains and they want to use the chain. And for them, it's a super big disturbance at the moment that these day tokens are so off. And it's really hard to make them understand why it is like this. And they even don't care because they've got the feeling, and I think a lot about of my friends who are on cake and whatever, and say, I buy with this huge premium. How is it going to impact? I get nice rewards. How is this going to play out at the end if the pools shift and all these things? Oh, it's far too expensive for me. And they are just turned off. And I think we've been working so hard to make this happen finally. And the deaths and all these updates and hard forks. And now we are there where we want to be. And now the prices are off. And I think I see a big, big risk in the adoption of this system. And I think from a marketing point of view, it's really important to set this straight. I'm for sure, sure, for sure that it's not the last adjustment that we have to do over time. And I think we shouldn't even aim to get it 100%. I mean, it's nice to get it 100% right, but I doubt we're going to get it 100% right. And we can do adjustments on the way. But I really see an absolute need in taking action fast and as fast as possible and take baby steps. So doing the DFI for the USD, not for all the tokens and doing the smaller moves to move it in one direction and then we see how it behaves and then we can make adjustments on the way. So I think if you ask me, I would go for the small steps that you call the Baltasar DC Lite version, do it fast and get the marketing machine going. There's so much happening at the moment. I think if we don't do it now, we lose momentum, we lose speed. And I see a big risk in that because we're not the only blockchain out there. And we, as the internal, as the insiders, as the core group in some way, we understand these issues, but the outsiders, they've got no clue and they're really turned off at the moment. So I would really, if you ask me, if I would have to decide it, I'm not deciding it. I'm only one amongst all of you out there. I would vote, do it fast, do something and make it a little bit more understandable for all the folks out there. Cool. Santiago. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot, uh, Lord Mark. I totally agree. Um, I, I, I actually was pretty skeptical in the beginning. And uh, yeah, I, like Daniel, was a little bit skeptical on how, how it should work later on with 
if we unpack um, like uh, yeah the the created USD uh, with the vault, right? But actually, I I came to the conclusion that, and also if you think about how the time horizon of the most investors in crypto is, um, that we really need a solution now. Um, so most people invest like I don't know maybe three months or four four months, maybe half a year into a project. And I believe that many, many people who also came in, I don't know, maybe one month ago or two months ago, that they would leave the system if we don't fix this um, as fast as possible, right? And maybe also people who are not so deep into all the communication, maybe people who do not follow the news show, um, maybe some just passive investors. They just see, oh, yeah, the prices are unpacked. I maybe wait like two weeks, three weeks. Oh, it's still not working. I guess those guys fucked up so let's let's leave this system here and um this is a, a point where i really um yeah changed my mind a lot um to go with this uh, not perfect solution uh Baldassar, um um offered us but um yeah to to have an impact in the short term and then to try to figure out on the long term which is the best and optimal mechanism to pack the prices Cool. Uh, I think that's really good feedback. Um. Also, I I'm I, I know Yuzin is not on the uh on the call today, but when we had a lot of talks and and conversations, he was actually in a very similar camp uh to what Santiago is sharing here. Um. Yuzin is generally someone who is uh very thoughtful about things, very methodical, um, very risk averse. Um. And uh, he initially also was let's let's just wait with this. Let it doesn't really matter. Um, but the more he looked at it and the more he had interactions and, and kind of conversations, um, he really also shifted uh, into favor of uh, exactly similar how Santiago kind of mentioned this. So, um, yeah, just wanted to address that a bit. Um, Balthasar, do you have anything uh, to add from your side? Uh, well, well, I think you have mentioned the most important things and like like we talked about it in the last space there there is some issues with the solutions it's not perfect but i think we have addressed we've addressed the most important one mainly providing extra utility to the dusd token by allowing it to be collateral and like you mentioned as well people just already consider it to be so valuable that they are that they kind of are willing to pay more for it so especially in the short horizon, I don't think it's going to be problematic to devalue it, so to speak. Why don't we talk about how we can actually implement it? Because listening to all of you, and that matches my personal view, I think it's really important to get this done fast and efficiently, especially taking into account that it needs every master node to vote upon. So how can we implement this voting fast and efficiently do you have any suggestions um sure i mean i i just uh actually got prasanna on maybe before we talk about the roadmap on the voting and and how to get this done maybe uh prasanna you could comment uh on the actual technical work so let's say we have the good to go from the master notes how long would the core devs need in order to allow EFI with a premium of 1% to, to pay back um, 
the the loans and then um, at the same time to add to allow to add DUSD uh, at a fixed price of 99 cents into the loans uh, so that we understand a bit on a, a relative like safe kind of timeline how long would the, the technical work be considering that uh, the next two weeks is going to be uh, a lot of people around the world are a bit on the on the lower end in in, in work uh, volume um, kind of keep that a bit in mind, obviously. But uh, what would you kind of uh, see there, Prasanna? Thanks, Julian. Um, yeah, so uh, let me start with a little bit of context on what is the current work that's being done uh, this week and uh, which might extend to a little bit earlier part of next week. So right now, uh, most of the team is working on fixing some of the loan payback the, the smaller bugs that were there with partial payback. And as a part of that, we are also increasing the precision of the, some of the internal calculations. And this is, this is a change that's, that goes a little bit deeper into the system because currently the entire support is based on eight decimals. Now we are trying to use just for loan interest, 16 decimals. And so this is going to, uh, the reason that this is even, uh, I'm mentioning it here is because since we are halfway in and this is something that's needed for payback, this is not something that can just be shelved at the moment. So whatever we implement is going to sit on top of that. So this, I expect that we'd be done sometime mid next week. And then after that, the payback is something that's implementation of that is going to be really fast. Uh, so considering the holidays and all of that, I would say this is something that we can finish confidently by next week. Uh, but the, so DUSD, bringing that to 99 cents, that's basically a collateral factor setting. There's nothing tech that's involved there. So currently we have the capability, the ticket council uh, agrees on it, and then we can just set the collateral factor. There's nothing more to be done there. But we'll have to look into, are there other things that we need to do to enable it? Because at the moment, loan tokens are not something that can be utilized as collateral. So we'll have to special case some of these things, which means doing that and then setting up some testing phases for that. And now with this as the implementation part of it, after this, of course, with Christmas time, you know, we have these are things, this is going to be a hot fork which means exchanges and all of that in question, we have to be mindful of that as well. So I would put a rough timeline on it to say that it will, it, this is something that we can optimistically get done by early January. Cool, okay. Yeah. No, I, I also like the, what, what I think what makes sense about early January, and I just wanna, again, put the context to it, um, just keep, again, larger community in mind. It's one thing to fix the price. It's another thing if exchanges are down again, especially over Christmas and, and New Year. And I think all the exchanges are up now except for Bittrex. Um, so just imagine, oh, you have the holidays and then these exchanges are down for two weeks or something. This is not in our influence, right? But just always keep that in mind. So if we schedule, for example, uh, and, and we can actually schedule that, we can talk to the exchange. We can say, hey, listen, I don't know. Um, the plan is uh, beginning of the second week of January. Um, what is that? That's like the the 10th is a Monday. So let's say on the 11th, right? We're scheduling the hard fork. So that would be in about 
three weeks from now or three to four weeks. Uh, no, three weeks. Uh, that would be in about three weeks. Uh, yeah, I think three to four weeks. Um, we would hard fork. Everyone could be aligned. Everyone could be planned. And I actually think people would then start arbitraging over those three weeks. And the arbitraging over the next three weeks would actually already get the premium down uh, until that hard fork. And it would kind of allow everyone to get ready. It would allow the testing. It would allow to get the exchanges kind of on board. Would that be, from your side of you, Prasanna, a realistic timeline if the vote for that would come relatively early? Yeah, so uh, I would say it's around that, uh, yeah, the seventh, uh, the week of, yeah, towards the later part of the second week, uh, which would be yeah, around you know, six, seven, or the next week would be the most realistic time frame. Uh, yeah. Also, partly because you know, even if we are able to rush the implementation a little bit earlier, doing it during the holidays is going to things can get a little bit messy with some exchanges upgrading, some not. So these are things that I think it'll be. Uh, if we are patient a little bit longer. Meanwhile, for the tech team, it also gives us time to test the solution a little bit more uh, while we are waiting on all of that and then go ahead with this. I, I think that would be the most uh, reasonable roadmap that we can go with. Yeah, no, I, I like that simply because it would be a very clear communication. Uh, like we're doing this on the 11th or or something in that week. Generally, like, I would prefer if we can schedule that, right? I would prefer to do it at the beginning of the week and not in the first week, but in the second week, um, simply because that would like make it easier for everyone that it doesn't go into the weekend again. Again, um, if you have a choice, then I think you make it easy as much as possible for everyone, for all the services, all the exchanges, everyone can kind of structure it. Um, if you do it in the first week of January, you can, but you run really at risk that depending on the kind of religious groups you have, some people celebrate Christmas on the 5th, I think, or on the 6th of January. So you, you run into that a bit where there's still some holidays there. So if you want to be mindful and respectful there and just say, you know what, um, okay, four days are four days, but let's just give that to everyone. And then we have a smooth upgrade. Then maybe the exchanges come in fast. There's not much downtime there. Um, the, the, otherwise, the community has some friction there again. I think that is a very kind of interesting timeline from today's point of view. We are, what is the date today? Uh, 15th, 16th, 16th, I think, right? Yeah, so we're at the 16th. So that would be around three weeks. Um, yeah, that would be uh, an interesting kind of timeline, at least from my point of view. Um, um, uh, Prasanna, anything from your side on the, on the tech side that you would love to add or that you think is, is worth noting for the community? I think we've covered it. I think, yeah, around that uh, January 10th week looks like a, uh, yeah, that looks like a very optimal window that we can target. So taking into all of the factors and not purely just the tech as well. And the tech, I, I'm fairly confident that we should be able to get all of that ready by then and fairly well tested. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Um, Marius, you also asked to speak. Um, please, uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 share your thoughts. Okay. Hey, hi all. First of all, sorry for my English. I haven't spoken for a while, especially not in front of a big crowd. Um, but I still have some concerns regarding uh, the proposal. Uh, unfortunately, I had the time to think about your proposal, Balthazar and Daniel. 
And from my point of view, having a background in economics, there might be some very concerning points we are missing out here. So first of all, the premium on the DUSD and its D shares is complete, completely rational in my opinion. I think that is very important to understand. So the premium that we see is made up of two components. The first component is the malus, the result from the vault. Uh, this is the opportunity cost for having the vault. The profit from liquidity mining must therefore go to the vault holders as well. This is ensured via the DUSD to USD premium, in my opinion. So the second component is a premium for the share price volatility and for shorting the underlying stock by selling it. This is shown at the difference between the Oracle price and the trading price of those D shares on the DEX. So if we now understood the current premium, then it actually also becomes clear that we basically gain little with the stabilized USD, because then the premium will shift to the D assets. That means the premium, the D shares will increase accordingly by premium that the DUSD has right now. Because the D shares still need to be minted and they have still covered the cost of the generating the vaults. So at the end, the D shares that are the core product will trade with a, I think, 40% premium. So the premium of the DUSD plus the premium that we are seeing now with the shares. And um, also, the D, the, the D assets or the D shares will have an even higher volatility. So in case, in my opinion, we need a system that takes into account the D shares as well as the DUSD. Otherwise, the main product, because the main product, in my opinion, are the shares, um, won't be traded. And most important, because then, so first of all, there is no real benefit uh, in having only a a packed DUSD, because we're only shifting the problem. But the most important fact, in my in my opinion, is that we are losing um, with the coverage of the DUSD. We have no asset coverage with the DSD anymore. And um, that means um, if there's a point of an oversupply of DUSD, there's no bulletproof mechanism to stop a crash. And the system is in danger of crashing, as we saw on many other stables that were not baked in the past. And um, yeah, then for sure the whole ecosystem uh, as well as the DFI is doomed. And that's my main concern. And also regarding the proposal of Daniel, um, I see some problems uh, with the uh, accumulation of the DOSDA within the vaults. Because at the end, um, uh, I see, see of course, a benefit. All the vaults are accumulating cheap USD tokens. But um, at one point, uh, when there's kind of a, yeah, a, a bigger demand of other stables, maybe due to a, uh, due to uh, yeah, less parts in the liquidity mining pools, then there might be a real danger that we are crashing, that there is not enough money uh, that can accumulate all the DUSDs, and then we are dropping um, to to zero or something, like we see with other stables like Iron. So that that is my main concern, and therefore, I would highly, um, yeah, I would highly suggest that we uh, think about also a solution that is addressing the high premium. So if we can 
reduce the premium that we are currently having of minting those assets, then we have a real use case and uh, we should uh, find a solution without risking the whole ecosystem, which might be the case, in my opinion. Yeah, sorry for the long speech. No, I love that. Marius, I think that's really good feedback. I, I, I think it's fantastic feedback. I would, uh, I, I actually thought about those things a lot. Let me, I, I would love to address a few things. First of all, I think that, or I'm actually thinking it through, um, the other D tokens, let's say D Tesla, just to use an example, um, wouldn't increase in premium because the premium would simply get arbitraged off via DUSD. So the ratio that D Tesla trades above the Oracle price would always be at around 33% because that is the 150% loan that people use to arbitrage. And so since even like if, if, because DUSD can get arbitraged, that way the capital can flow out. Um, it cannot go lower because there's no further way to arbitrage it down but it wouldn't go much above 33%, no matter what happens to DUSD, even if DUSD's premium is 100% or 50% or whatever, it would always get arbitraged out that way. So the only issue uh, not adding it to the other features, it wouldn't aggravate the premium, it just doesn't solve it um, because it can always get arbitraged out through DUSD. So I, I don't necessarily share your concern there. Where I do see the concern is I, I do see some risks, for example, um, and I don't see them at the beginning. That's why I'm a bit more confident on the solution, just like DC and Balthasar said. If like we are talking about a three-year solution, I would probably also say, let's do something else. But because we're looking for a solution that's that's working for next year, um, I just don't see that DUSD would drop to a significantly low price um, simply because if it does, that would also mean that no one wants liquidity mining rewards. If no one wants liquidity mining rewards, that would mean no one wants DFI. If no one wants DFI, actually the entire system is doomed, right? So uh, there, like it, then it's completely irrelevant what happens. But as long as people want DFI, um, there will be a, a, people will be willing to pay a price of, of DUSD. And if no one wants them, then the price would really go down and then it would make it very, very easy for people to actually come in. So I don't share the concern, especially next year. If you ask me, would the solution work in three years? I would have serious concerns. I would actually share your concerns. But I don't share them for the next year just because there is enough utility um, in, in providing with the DUSD access to um, the other DFI. Now, I, I otherwise, I do actually agree that it could be that a lot of people use DUSD that trades at 10 cents. They lock them all up at 99 cents and then they create D Tesla from that. And then at the end, it could see a massive crash because at some point people say, hey, uh, D Tesla is actually not backed by anything. It's backed by DUSD that's trading at 10 cents. So um, actually the D Tesla is not worth anything. Um, I just struggle seeing that um, for the like short-term to mid-term futures, I'm talking about months here. I'm not talking about years. Simply because the liquidity mining rewards are enough and the, the, the ecosystem is, is still growing and is expanding. If you look at the number of vaults that are being created, uh, the kind of people that join, um, I, I, I totally see that. 
one big change that I foresee going forward is that people will be way more active in opening and closing loans. So I think that this will, I, I think the system will be way more of a back and forth rather than this uh, consistent, I just stay in the loans and that's it. I think that will, it will be way more active and those people that go in and out, um, they will be the ones who actually are the ones creating D tokens um, while the majority will actually just go flow. And the premium that people are willing to pay in the vaults is simply the premium that they can arbitrage out of. I really foresee that way more than like the system as it is right now. And I really would encourage people to, to think this through that it's not so much as it is right now where people creating the vault, which is the complex solution, the complex part is going to be reserved for the specialists and for those that really sit there and and are monitoring. And I, I, I think that is going to be a big difference there. So I do share your concerns, Marius, if we would talk about a two, three, four year solution. Um, I really don't share them. And I actually would have very solid answers to each of the concerns over the next, let's say, six to 12 months. Um, I really, uh, the, the counter question I would probably have is, do you see the need for bringing DUSD to a dollar? And if yes, what would be your suggestion? Because at the end, the premium will always stay simply how you mention it, because there's additional value in DUSD versus USDT. And so people will always be willing to pay more unless you somehow make the arbitrage possible. Hmm. First of all, I think as, as well, um, uh, speaking in the midterm or long, even long term, I, I don't see big risk, but I see a risk in the short term, especially regarding the volatility we see on the decks. So if there are... Uh, if there are in two to three blocks or something, if there's a case that the DOSD is, uh, is falling or is dropping very, very high, then we might see uh, a very, very uh, nasty pitfall and some, some uh, vaults are generating liquidity as hell from nothing and that might be a big problem I see there. And um, also the volatility of the DUSD will be there and will be or might be bigger than we expect right now. And then uh, also, on the other hand, the, the D assets are uh, at, at risk and will be very volatile. So, um, yeah, but, but uh, for sure, uh, I don't know it uh, for 100 percent. Mm. But um, at the end, um, yeah, I... I I, I see it as you you, you mentioned also. Um, there's a premium. We we discussed the premium, and in my opinion, the premium at the end has to get way lower for for the retail uh, investors and so on. Because um, at the end, um, the premium right now is backed by the by the liquidity mining rewards. And at the end, if we um, and I think. Daniel Kagera, he also mentioned a kind of a system where stables um, are used for vaults. Um, then we have way, way lower premiums 
And, and it's only a suggestion. We can also think about maybe liquidity mining uh, uh, tokens as premium uh, you can use for the world and so on. But at the end, we, we need way lower premiums. And if we have lower premiums, people are more incentivized to hold shares, even if they don't generate uh, big rewards. And that's the thing we should maybe focus on, uh, especially and also in the in the short to mid time. And uh, we should not focus so much, in my opinion, of the pack of the DUSD, because uh, at the end, the, the retail user, he sees, oh, Tesla is uh, worth now 1,600 USD. But on the Oracle price, on, uh, I don't know, um, uh, when, when I'm looking into, into the Nasdaq or something, I see a price of $1,000. And then they are also very concerned, should I buy the share for, for $600 premium? So um, I, I don't see, at the end, I don't see that we win so much with the packed USD concerning the the um, yeah concerning the the downfall we can have with 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 the new proposal but yeah that's my opinion no I, I I love the feedback I think it's it's valuable I think you share the sentiment definitely of some people and uh, it's good to to have that so uh, I I appreciate that thanks Marius um, can I just add yeah. some data to that? Because I had, I really had similar concerns, and I was very afraid that maybe DUSD would devaluate, like you just outlined that there is a chance it will. And I think right now we don't really have to worry about it that much because, first of all, the reason that it's trading as a premium at a premium is because there is more demand than supply. That means people are constantly trying to get it. And that is, of course, because of high rewards, uh, liquidity mining rewards. So as long as we have liquidity mining rewards, more people will try to enter the system. And that's the first force that is keeping up the price. Then the second force, and that is quite interesting, if you think about it, let's just assume that people don't want to enter anymore. And the USD trades at a discount. Then right now, we have 70 million DUSD that have been minted so far with a loan. That means the moment DUSD starts trading at its count, and I minted DUSD myself, I can buy now DUSD cheap on the DAX and close my loan. And I make a profit. That means we have a security buffer of about 70 million and that is quite interesting because that means, first of all, right now we have more demand than supply. That should at least give us time for the next couple of months to offset pressure. Then we have all those tokens, all those DUSD tokens that have been minted so far. Right now it's 70 million. So it's quite a lot that would first have to leave the system um, arbitraging out the difference. And then when we are talking on the long time, we have this effect that we are, or that we will implement the burning system that the USD will be burned with every transaction. So I think, what do you think about that? Is that, um, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, the 70 million you mentioned, um, from my point of view, when implementing your solution, 
uh, those 70 million will be um, yeah will be uh, traded against the DFI, right? Because um, currently DUSD is trading with a premium of 30%. And as I stated out in uh, my first speech a couple minutes ago, um, these 30% are completely rational because right? you're, you're buying the DUSD because with the DUSD you're getting uh, maybe 0.7% um, in rewards every day. So after 30 or 40 days, uh, buying DUSD with a premium uh, is, is great because then you, you have a, a break-even point. And um, creating those vaults is very expensive. So all the vault holders, uh, after, after your proposal is done, they will uh, trade uh, their vaults against, uh, against the DUSD. They will, they will buy or they will pay back the loan with the DFI. And then there are many DUSD that are not backed anymore. And that's my main concern. And um, regarding the premium, you're totally right. And I see it the same way. But um, as I stated out, I don't see a big, um, yeah, let's say, I, um, I, I don't see why it's very important that the DUSD is pegged to the US dollar because we, we are shifting the problem to the, to the main product, the, the, the shares. And therefore, we have to be very, um, yeah, there, therefore, I think that there are many risks. You have the 70 million DSD, and even if the DFI maybe uh, is, is dropping to, to $2 or something, then also the rewards are um, way less. And maybe at one point, there might be an, an outflow, and then we might have a cascade. Uh, due to also maybe small liquidity pools and so on. And then uh, something is snapping and uh, we there, there might be the case that the DUSD is getting to zero or something. That's my main concern. I, I, I As I mentioned, I think that's really valuable. I mean, I think the, the opinion that you share here is exactly the, I think the, that the 10% that also on Twitter and on Discord and Telegram, they voice concerns. So um, you definitely, I think, speaking for for that group, I think that's that's important. Um, yeah, and I think for everyone listening and that is going to have a vote on that or is going to have a thought on that, I think um, it is important to, to think this through. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think that's really good. Thanks, Marius. Um, what I would love to do... Um, because it doesn't surprise me and it's really good that we also have concerns. Um, and we saw the same on Twitter and we saw the same on Reddit and we saw the same on whatever social media channel. But I think the overwhelming idea and thought on this was um, to move forward with um, yeah, the Baltasar DC light solution. What I would love to kind of highlight here, we thought we heard the, the, the optimistic, constructive, um, uh, like going forward thoughts, we have heard the um, the uh, concerning, constructive thoughts. Um, what I would love to kind of encourage here a bit is a bit the timeline. So Prasanna shared a bit on the tech side. Um, what I would love to add here a bit is the logistics on the actual voting. Um, the first step would be if, and, and that is, I 
very confident this is the route we should go um, simply because otherwise there would have been a, v- a very different sentiment in the community and in the polls and so on. Now, of course, we could say that Twitter polls or Reddit polls or, or uh, 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 Telegram polls can be manipulated and people who vote there don't have skin in the game. But I mean, also a lot of the master notes that like there's groups with master notes. I think many of those people, they shared a very similar sentiment. There was, I think the 90, 10 ratio is very, uh, and it's a healthy ratio, right? I, I think, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, there's a, it's a healthy ratio to have people who are concerned or who are, who are careful about uh, a certain step. So I think that that makes um, a, a, a lot of, uh, a, a, a lot of sense here. Um, so I would definitely suggest we go forward in putting actually this proposal up for a vote, and then we can see um, what's happening. The question here is about the speed. Um, there's two ways to go with this, right? Uh, option one is a bit of a um, like the safe route for the tech team. Um, basically, what this does is we try to bring this up for a vote as fast as possible. Um, I don't know what is a realistic time frame here. Let's say, I don't know, 72 hours, right? So, um, for example, Baltasar puts up the proposal by tomorrow, uh, puts the proposal up. As I mentioned, I'm absolutely fine in paying the DFIP, DFI fees. Then we put this up for a proposal. Um, and then within 72 hours, all the master nodes vote on it. Um, this is the safest route for the tech team because then the engineers know, you know what? I am actually like, if they say no, then we're not even thinking about it. If they say yes, then we know what we have to do. And there's like no risk for any kind of uh, excess work. The downside of it is twofold. First of all, if we do this in such a rushed manner, um, like putting up my CEO hat for Cake DeFi, we could not do the vote for our customers. It's just not possible with all the promotions that are coming up on our platform and all the Christmas stuff and all this work, it's just not possible for us. So um, we would leave out a lot of the cake users. They could not be voting. Um, there could be some some clashback for the community with that. Obviously, there is a clashback definitely to us as a company. I am okay in handling that and I'm fine in taking the responsibility of that. I just can't offer it just because of other things that are going on and we just don't have the resources to deal with this. Um, but, and at the, at the other time, it may, uh, like a lot of the master nodes would totally get like rushed. Um, it would be too quick. Um, yeah, that would be the, the first solution. I, I just want to put out the solution, right? Um, the second solution would be to say, you know what? We put up this vote for, um, I don't know, like first week of January. Um, there's a risk attached to that because the tech team would have to kind of start developing on this blindly, right? So it's basically in good faith that what the community has been sharing and the, the thoughts and the sentiment the community has been sharing, um, that this is actually like, that the masternodes are actually gonna vote yes on it. I'm fairly confident this is happening, but again, um, I don't know, and we could totally get surprised on this. Um, the so the downside is that obviously there's a risk for the engineers. And if like, just think about yourself, if you've ever worked on something and then it just gets thrown away, there's nothing more demotivating and 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 uh, discouraging than that, right? So keep that a bit in mind if the, the, the core devs are being asked to work on something in blind faith. Um, the upside obviously is that um, we would announce everything up front, right? So we would say, hey, the hard fork pending on uh, the vote on whatever, 
January something like a week before January 4th or something. Um, the hard fork then happens on the 11th. Um, obviously, on the 4th, this would still have to get approved, um, but it would give all the masternodes enough time. It would also allow us on Cake site to allow our users um, to vote on that. Um, again, this may actually be totally unnecessary because the vote may totally end up the exact same way. I just want to highlight uh, a bit of the the two different pathways here. Personally, I don't see much of a different one, right? I either see the one where we're going out. Um, Balthasar puts up the proposal tomorrow. Um, he can put this up anyways. I mean, this is like without a question, right? So this is not about the permission to put this up or not. It's really more on how rushed, how emergency are we calling that. Um, the third solution, and I think that's what probably most people are like, I, I think that's just to mention, but I think not even, like, I don't, I don't think anyone considers that uh, solution is to wait for a regular voting cycle with all the CFPs and so on. That's going to rather happen a bit later um, in, in, uh, in the, like, or later, uh, I think in a, in a month or in six weeks or something. Um, but I think that's not that relevant to, to do that because um, either we're doing it right away or we are making sure that we're launching uh, with the upgrade on January 11th, for example. Um, so, um, these are the two solutions here. Either um, Baltasar puts it up 72 hours later. That's when the vote when the votes are casted. Uh, we are aware that um, only a small percentage of masternodes are going to be casting their vote. Um, Cake is not able to do it. It's just not re resource wise. It's just not possible. Um, but in return, the core devs they know. Okay, you know what? The, the community voted. Um, we're good to go. Um, the other side is the core devs need to start working on this. The community has to be aware that the core devs are working on something that even that wasn't voted on. So it made it actually get rejected. That's not that the core devs wanted to set a direction. They just started working on so that the timelines would be aligned in anticipation that it would get approved. Um, and then we're doing the vote early January. Um, we would have like the vote would get cast it and then like literally if it gets approved an hour later we have the new node version out or or really fast so uh it shouldn't be that then there's this surprise oh um so what happened uh like why did the core devs work on that no this would have to be anticipated in the upside that this this gave everyone to have uh more time to vote um and then the core devs kind of in anticipation that it would get approved um would work on the node software um i just want to throw this in I want to hear maybe some thoughts on that. Um, yeah. DC. Yes. Uh, I want to bring another aspect of the second version, um, the later vote. Um, we saw in the past that the community sentiment is a little bit different than the master notes. So the voting happened not in the way um, that we expected uh, in discussing proposals, CFP, what else. Um, I see a kind of drawback or danger that we are now all hoping, okay, we go this way, we will solve the issue, we wait two weeks, then is the voting and we see a no. And the main community is disappointed that uh, a problem is not solved, uh, where there was a lot of hope. And then we are directly changing to a negative feeling uh, not only the developers who worked on the topic uh, and now can throw away the work, uh, even the community, uh, which are expecting some uh, changes. Um, so I see here a drawback. Um, even 
for the first solution, not every master node can vote. Yeah, but um, if we go into the direction of a fast solution, um, then we should know how the fast solution looks like. This in-between, I'm personally not feeling comfortable with. No, I'm I'm absolutely okay with uh with the with the first solution. And again, I really would love all of you to like when you think this through, don't consider like cake DeFi right now, don't consider like other master nodes, like literally consider what's gonna get give us a, a more confident or a better outcome, right? And again, the outcome can be we have more master nodes uh, that vote on it, um, which would obviously requires to delay the vote um, or we want to have a faster decision um, and then have more confidence in what's actually the direction. I think that's the only question that you should consider here. Ram Prasanna, you also unmuted yourself, obviously from a tech side. Um, it's it's uh, very valuable to get your kind of thoughts on this. Thanks, Julian. Uh, yeah, just uh, I think I want to add to that sentiment of uh, what DZ clearly expressed here. And the, the, the one other smaller factor that I would be mindful of and actually look at it is this is, even though we're thinking about it as a fast solution or slow solution, the, 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 the topmost perspective is what is the clarity that we are bringing and how long are we taking time to get that clarity? And this clarity at this moment, I personally, my personal opinion is that it's going to help a lot more, particularly given that these are time around uh, Christmas and holidays. Again, developers, the core devs are extremely passionate people and they are going to take their time to you know, come up with implementation even during this time. But with the lack of clarity, it is going to be, it is a factor in the motivation of it. And, and that's something I think it'll be, it'll be very appreciated if the community is mindful of that uh, as they are making the decision. So, uh, yeah, personally, long story short, I, I think I would love to have clarity sooner rather than sitting on it for a longer period of time if we think that the benefits of that are not so high. Yeah, I, anyone having feedback here that pushes the idea a bit the other kind of direction? Um, I think the answers here that are really, really bad, right, are um, I'm a cake customer and I can only vote if you do this later. Um, if you have, like, if you come up with this suggestion, then I totally like understand that this is a very personal, like important uh, point. I get it, but always understand, um, someone is going to have the exact opposite opinion there. That's very individual. So the answer here is really more from a, a general, larger kind of point of view that I would encourage you to think here, not so much on what does this mean for you being able to vote or you not being able to vote or more people or less people? It's really more on the, on the larger scale of things here. Um, yeah. Jose, you uh, unmute yourself or you asked to speak. Yeah. Hello. And I joined a little bit later, so I might have missed this part, but I was wondering in terms of the solutions for getting uh, DUSD back to $1. I know that, there was mention of a way to pay with DFI instead of DUSD back on a loan with a premium. So I was wondering if uh, that would still be applied to vaults in liquidation and auction. So would you be able to auction uh, and place bids on like vaults with DFI? Um, 
I would, and again, Prasanna, maybe jump in here. I would probably suggest um, to talk about these or add those things that are beyond that part right now in a later stage for a very simple reason that I really would love to keep that kind of upgrade right now as lean and without extra 60 things as possible. But Prasanna, I don't know if you want to jump in here on technical feasibilities or technical ideas here. Uh, from a tech perspective, I think, you know, this is going to be a layered amount of work. Right? So, yeah, the leanest possible. And then uh, it, it, from our tech perspective, that's how it is going to go. So if we can decouple these are different layers that can be uh, built as we go in time, I think that is something that will definitely help. There is no reason that I see that all of this has to be bunched together purely from a tech perspective. Um, yeah. Also, uh, just touching up on as a, another side note that I just wanted to add regarding some of the previous discussions was uh, there were concern of discount of uh, you know, the USD or anything else being traded at a discount. I just want to mention that there is also the mechanism for passive in positive interest already in the system. So, uh, you know, take, of course, you know, that's not something that you want to lean into, but that mechanism is also there. So just something that, uh, you know, we can also be mindful of to see if that can be utilized. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Jose, I think in general, um, there were a lot of additional suggestions um, also from my side, right? Where I thought we should integrate this and we should include that. And uh, then it always comes down to um, what is it really about right now? Is it about uh, a, an immediate fix to an issue that we know is definitely going to work. Um, it's probably not a perfect solution, but let's then basically go and say, okay, you know what, where do we see other issues? How can we fix those? And then we come together as a community and say, you know what, this should get fixed and and, and that should get fixed. And I, and I really hope that you can see the format here um, is really a, a togetherness, right? I, I really want to highlight that. I mean, um, like seriously, not a single idea that we are doing right now actually came from me or came actually from Yuzen or came from Posana or came from, from Lord Mark. Um, like literally every single suggestion here came from like people that like I didn't mention right now. It was Baltasar. It was DC. I can't even remember. I think Marius was, uh, not Marius. Um, who was the, uh, who was Marcel? I think Marcel was the one who suggested the, the light version. I, I think last time I, I, I can't remember. Um, so I, and, and that is important, right? I, I think that is exactly when I say that um, it's not so much about um, like one person having the idea. It's about having the best ideas win. And, and I, I really think um, we're doing this here. Uh, I think, and I'm actually quite excited um, and, 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 and super proud of, of all of us as a community here. Um, um, one thing I just wanted to hear um, coming back to the timeline here. Let's say Baltasar puts up the DFIP tomorrow or by tomorrow. Are, does anyone have strong feelings or strong sentiment to push for a vote later um, rather than earlier? Um, that is probably, um, yeah, one thing that I would love to see if anyone has kind of thoughts there. Ah, Maurice uh, was the one. Now I, I, I see that he's asking to speak. I couldn't remember. Uh, Maurice, do you want to 
say something uh yes actually i just have a, a short input uh when it comes to the vote i'm all for uh pushing it fa- uh, rather quickly and so on but i have one thing that i would really like to be in that proposal and so my main concern and i and that's why i would probably vote no on this as as of now is because i don't see how those created DUSD will ever leave the system. I mean, it's been mentioned before, but I just don't know. If, if we do this right now, we'll have probably about 4 million of DUSD that would be created and paid back with DeFi, and they would be in the system. Of course, they would go into the vaults and they would be used, but they are there. And then there's no guarantee that there won't be any additional ones after that. And my concern is, um, that we can't figure out how to get rid of them later on with the better solution. And I would really ask whoever puts up the proposal to think about that issue and really put it in there. Because I think that a lot of master notes who will think about this problem, this main issue, at least from my point of view, they will want to hear what the plan is. Otherwise, they'll vote no. And then you won't have the security or at least the clarity that Prasanna was talking about. Um, and then it, it's, it just gets messy. I, I hope this is valuable moving forward. That's all I had to say. Thank you. No, it, it 100% is. I mean, I don't know exactly um, how this could be integrated, um, where I feel that two things should definitely um, be on the roadmap. One is having a DEX fee that burns those D tokens constantly with every transaction. And the other one that is already on the roadmap is uh, because it's in a white paper anyways, and then it was again highlighted in a pink paper are futures, right? And both would actually completely um, go that route of burning or taking up those D tokens. So I, I just wanted to highlight that. Um, I don't know, um, Baltasar, maybe you can uh, include that in the DFIP that this would not come in this emergency kind of upgrade but that this kind of puts a commitment from the community that these two features at least, and um, maybe you have other ideas, can uh, are being put into the roadmap uh, going forward. I, I think that's a, a nice suggestion. Just quickly, if I may. Um, so uh, I think those are really nice ideas. But the question is, I haven't done it, of course, but would it be enough? Has anyone done some 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 basic calculations and, and estimates on how long it would take to get those? Let, let's just assume there will be around 4 million DUSD that will be in the system, not covered by any loans. How long it would take to get rid of those? And yeah, I don't know. I mean, eventually you'll also have some, some sort of a, a deflationary aspect, right? If it continues to go like that. I don't know, just I, I, if someone has put in the thought and done the calculations and it all works out, then I'm all for it, then I'm happy. Otherwise, I'm a little worried about the project in general too. Sure. Yeah, I don't have, I haven't done that calculation. I mean, if you work with 0.1%, then yeah, um, it, it depends on the trading volume, right? And so at the end, it really depends on how much demand and how much interest for a D token is there in general. Um, because that would I mean, if there's no interest, then no one trades it. It's not bought. It's not sold. Um, then, yeah. Um, but 
otherwise it would really depend on the volume yeah okay yeah, fair mm. enough mm. i guess it's also early to really know how much it's going to be traded it's been traded a lot recently but we'll see how it is in the future right okay no that sounds good uh starspieler uh, yeah hello uh, i i wanted to point out in a little of one of the concerns that i have is we're making this super fast emergency change because we want to fix a marketing problem in essence yeah and i'm a little worried especially with this super accelerated implementation where the cake don't get to vote and stuff like this this is going to be on your problem to solve with your customers but we might be creating a much bigger marketing problem by if this solution doesn't work right if we create some sort of some unforeseen event happens and it doesn't roll out how we like it we voted for something we voted for it really quickly we excluded some guys from voting and then we created another problem and that sets a really how should i say a bad marketing precedent yeah that is is a fair point um i don't have a good solution for it i don't like i really don't have a good answer for that um i think it's a fair point i the only answer yeah the the answer here is and the answer is probably not a good one is um if we go for that route, we really have to make sure and double check, check the list twice, um, make sure that nothing happens. Um, because otherwise, I really agree with you. Um, it uh, A lot of people would get uh, very pissed that they didn't get asked. Um, but it's it's just logistically not possible uh, Yeah, if we go for a fast vote. And uh, again, I also, if, if there was a vote to go for what when to vote, I would also vote for voting early. Uh, to get the confidence in and and get the direction in, um, but yeah, uh, Michael, uh, you also asked to to share. Uh, yes, uh, thanks a lot. Um, I I wanted to throw my thoughts out there um, because I think it it fits right in. Um, as a disclaimer in front, um, I'm not super deep into this, um, and I would love to to hear your feedback on on my thoughts. Um, well, they go in a similar direction to what uh, Marius uh, talked earlier. Because when I look at it, we obviously have uh, an imbalance between supply and demand. And, and I think we have to look at the incentives behind supply and demand. So it's very attractive to demand DUSD as everyone wants to go into the, the liquidity pools. And it's, uh, it's unattractive to supply DUSD because it's capital inefficient. Because when you create a vault and you take out DUSD, um, you can only do that by 30%. Or 25% because you need to over collateralize and have a margin of safety. So, so I think it's it's a misalignment of incentives and and the way I think uh, about it, we have to align the incentives that it's somehow equally attractive to supply DUSD and and demand DUSD. And and this is why why I would think that a good solution is is the funding rate because. All the funding rate does is it, it increases the incentive to supply DUSD and, and thereby we would, we would fix the problem. And uh, the, the funding rate could also be dynamic. So if we have a very high premium on DUSD, the funding rate is also high. And if the premium is, is uh, very low, the funding rate is low. And, and by, by this, we avoid a lot of problems because what, what we are talking right now are side effects of our solutions. And, and while I 100% agree with you that we have to go with the easiest and simplest solutions, I would strongly advise to, to think about this. It, 
I think it should not be about how easy and simple the solution is to implement. I think I, we should I love think the feedback. About... I, Michael, I think that's really good feedback. Um, this the the input I have. Um, the funding rate actually has exactly the same side effect. Exactly the same. Uh, let me walk mm -hmm. you through. Um, yeah, so the funding rate works initially that you probably would have to start with a 100% negative funding rate. Otherwise, you have no impact, right? You need a very aggressive negative funding rate. Otherwise, it just takes so long to have any impact. Because if you start with, let's say, 5%, and that's like annual annually, right? So it's like it, 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 it takes forever. But so let's say we start with 100% negative funding rate. You actually end up with exactly the same issue that you would have with the DFI um uh, a payback solution like that we have been discussing because what you're creating basically you're creating these so-called ghost uh, D tokens that that the community talks about right because they get created out of the negative funding rate and so they are it, you you end up with exactly the same solution so until the 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 the, the price would actually get arbitraged out you would end up with the exact same amount of ghost DUSD if you want to call them this way as you do with the DFI burn. Um, it's exactly the same. And then the issue is always, at that point, um, the funding rate doesn't work anymore because the question then is, um, people will just close their loans and there's no more loans. So then the funding rate has no more attachment point. So there, there's just no more attachment here. So it actually ends up, and, and that was the main feedback that um, people already had to the funding rate. Um, we didn't really have a good solution there other than the same solutions that we have right now, which is, and I didn't have that suggestion that uh, DC had about the 99 cents for DUSD. My suggestion was to have a DEX fee. Um, and then the other suggestion would be to, in the long term, allow um, the liquidity pool tokens from the liquidity mining for Bitcoin and Ethereum and so on to be added as collateral. Um, but it actually adds the exact, like it, the, the, the side effects would be the exact same because you're incentivizing uh, people with free D tokens. You, you need to give them free D tokens. Otherwise, that's exactly what the negative funding rate is. And so you end up with the exact same ghost token. So um, th that is why Yuzin also changed his mind when he first said he loved this solution the most. And then he changed the mind to the DFI burn because he said it's actually way more efficient. It's faster. It burns DFI. Um, and it ends up with the exact same side effects. So keep that in mind. There's actually no upside on the funding rate um, in comparison. Okay, yeah, thanks for, for clearing it up. I, it seems like I haven't really thought about this, um, but but you're of course right there. Those DSD have to, to come from somewhere. And basically when we create them out of thin air, which I think you mentioned that the funding rate does. We also have those ghost USDs. Yeah. Yep. No, thanks. All clear now. Yeah. Thank yep. you. No, but it's really good that you that you mentioned this, right? Because I'm sure uh, a lot of other people on the call and then on the recording have the same question. Um, and then it's really, really good to, to mention that. Um, yep. Hi, Julia. Hi. Hi, Georg. I can only see the, the um, Georg. So, yeah. yeah. No problem. Um, about the time frame. I think it's a, a good point that we uh, start the time frame now without asking your customers, because um, for your customers at Cake, the problem is they could not change anything. At the moment, they have the, the bad thing on their side. If they want to go in the pool, they had to accept all the prices. 
because they come the normal way from DFI. And so I think when we fix the problem with the DUSD, uh, then it's easier for your customers uh, and, and they have um, less uh, problems with the new pools. And uh, so there's no problem why we should wait uh, that they could uh, make a decision. All the tech guys could go via the, the wallets and, and make uh, vaults and mint the tokens to go in the system, but the, the, the cake users can't do this. So I'm yep, for so. a clear vote now and not waiting uh, weeks and, and the devs should uh, do work, uh, which is not uh, uh, backed by a vote. I love that. Uh, thanks. Uh, valuable feedback. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, really good. Timo, I see you unmuting. Uh, hopefully it works because I see it connecting. Sometimes it doesn't. That's probably what it looks like when I cannot speak um, and I try to connect and it doesn't. So, um, yeah. Again, I also want to mention, like, I know that it's my own customers um, and I know that some customers will definitely be unhappy. But um, I, again, here I cannot think uh, in, in, in terms of what benefits the company I, I really need to think what benefits the community, and I agree. Um, yeah, I, I also would know how, and, and Prasanna shared his, his thoughts here. Um, in, yeah, the DeFi chain core developers would definitely not appreciate uh, having to blindly work on something. Um, I think there's nothing, I mean, just think for yourself, right? You If you have to work on something and you're like, oh, maybe in a week, they gonna, I'm just going to throw this away. I think there's nothing more frustrating on that, so... Um, yeah. Okay. Andreas yeah. also seems to have issue issues. Ah, sorry, Prasanna, I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say. You know, it, it, I think it'll be. It's Christmas time, right? So even though they are passionate people, you don't want to like just have these goals and then work yeah. through it because this is a time they would have just said, "Okay, you know, let things sail. I'm gonna spend the time with family." But in spite of that, there are people who are gonna be working on this, and it'd be very upsetting to see. Uh, to have a lack of clarity there and then that being get thrown out. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw two people, but there were some issues with the connecting. I also sometimes have that. Um, okay, then let's, from that, I, I think the, the, the opinions here, and it's really good to have always um, the, the opposing opinion. And I, I think that's really important. But I think the sentiment is very clear. It kind of resembles a bit on what the, so, uh, what the social media kind of chatter was about. Again, at the end, um, it's really about uh, putting uh, the money where your mouth is, which in this case is if we push forward with that, um, yeah, it's people voting on that. Um, I would suggest um, that uh, we're going to go Baltasar you put up the DFIP, um, you kind of summarize it briefly. I think we have a lot of those points. Um, I would probably say as soon as you have it up, um, I'll make sure we pay the, the DFIP fee. Um, you get the transaction for that. You can include that. We put it up as an emergency DFIP. As soon as you have it up from that time, we give it 72 hours. We make sure we communicate as much as possible 
that the master nodes can put this up to a vote. So let's say you can get it up by tomorrow, then by Monday evening, uh, the vote would be over. Uh, we cast the votes by Monday evening. Um, that uh, allows everyone on Tuesday for the tech team to either know, okay, this was a nice try, but it's not going to work. Or we all know, okay, that's the way to go. We set the uh, scheduled kind of upgrade for January 11th. I think there's a really realistic kind of idea and timeline. And um, yeah, I think in as a whole, I think this would um, yeah be the, the best kind of structure from everything that I heard and see. Um, again, for those that are disagreeing, um, I think um, the the disagreements are 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 valid. I I don't want to uh, say that uh, they they make no sense. I think a lot of the comments also that Maurice shared and Mario shared, I think, are are good comments. Um, the master notes that disagree, please vote no. Those master notes that agree, uh, vote yes. Um, and I think that is the 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 best route from here going forward. Are there uh, any kind of thoughts, Baltasar, on that strategy? So, um, yeah, you put up the DFIP as soon as you can. Um, I like the suggestion of maybe including in the DFIP, you know, that the community should be aware of the long-term uh, kind of effects of adding a DEX fee, uh, having the futures that are laid out in the white paper, uh, considering the option of adding liquidity pool tokens as collateral, um, that, that this is kind of considered in, in the long-term viability of all that. Um, and then, yeah, give it 72 hours from that time um, with a kind of scheduled or kind of a, the, the, the plan here is for January 11th to kind of go for that. Um, do, do you have any suggestions or any questions on that, Baltas, or any kind of additional input? Um, because I really think you should be the one who puts up the DFIP because the core idea came from you. Yeah, I can do that for sure. That doesn't really matter to me. I can do it. I don't think the most important thing is I can just do it. And like you said before, this is not a solution where everything's picture perfect and everybody who's against it should voice, should raise his voice and should vote against it. I think I will, of course, vote for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't um, bring it up. But we are a decentralized project and every voice out there counts and every opinion should be made heard. And if someone says that he thinks this is against the against the best for the project or has different concerns, then he can just vote against it and then we will figure out something else. So I think this is the best way to go. We ask masternodes because masternodes have to decide and then we will see. Cool. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, we have uh, two people uh, trying to unmute. Hopefully it works. Vadim, uh Please share your thoughts. Uh, yeah, hello, hello. Um, one thing that comes into mind with the uh, proposal, what if we put a percentage to the payback of DS, DUSD loan with DeFi? So if the DUSD price is a little bit higher, so you can pay back more in DFI, and if it's lower, you the percentage will be lower. Maybe this is something. Um, I mean, this is possible. Basically, this would be possible, right? Um, because you could, you don't have to pay back the loan in, in full, right? Um, if if that was the the question, right? So you could you could kind of gauge that yourself. And there's always a one percent premium on the 
on the DFI side, or do you mean that there is a um, like a a floating kind of premium uh, depending on the price? Yeah, is that was yeah, that the, the, the floating? The floating, yeah. Mm. Maybe that could be something that we can consider. I have not calculated it through, but I would. I mean, I think this would be a good suggestion to think about in a second step. Um, yep for a long-term viability. I think that could be an interesting suggestion. Um, great input. I didn't, uh, I think I've not seen this idea anywhere. Um, would be an interesting suggestion to look at um, because it would, yeah, uh, interesting suggestion. I think for, I, I would I would highly recommend not to do, to suggest that for an emergency one, because again, I already see 60 possible kind of attack vectors in such a floating uh, rate, but, in as a general idea, I think it's quite intriguing. I love it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thanks, Vadim. Kuno. Yeah, hi all. Um, I'm just for uh, adding a little bit late to these uh, um, ideas because I could not uh, follow you actually on Reddit and, and Telegram and so on. But just to have a fallback, is there or was it a solution or could it be a solution to actually roll back this whole uh, D-token uh, mining? And because we are two weeks now in, would it hurt to, to just uh, um, just to, to give this uh, uh, feature uh, another try maybe in a month that we have better uh, testing and uh, um, yeah, explaining time for the community also how it will work. I mean, is it really needed to make an emergency now forward or could we go backward? Did we, is that a solution maybe also for, vo for voting A, it, it, yeah. going forward, and B, going backward? Because that's giving maybe a lot of safety to all. I think, I mean, it's definitely a solution. I think it is a solution that would... Um... I, I think that would be a very dangerous solution um, because it sets a precedent that I think is, again, backrolling on a blockchain, in my opinion, is an absolute no-go. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, that was the wrong word. I, I wouldn't roll back the blockchain. I just would take the feature back out again so that you cannot liquidity mine anymore with the yeah. token. So just take the, 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 the rate to zero again. Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, that's possible. I don't know if, uh, again, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I I, I don't know if uh, people would be all too open about that solution because at the like, I, I don't think there's any harm at the moment, right? I mean, um, I think if, if you look at the, and that's just, again, that's a personal thought and, and maybe other people have a different thought, but the, the, the feature right now, it's not like there's, uh, like anyone gets hurt at the moment or... Uh, there's any issue that that is where where we sit here and say you know what there's a real problem here um, if this doesn't get fixed tomorrow like this entire thing is gonna die um no it's just that we are in a situation that is suboptimal that is like hurting us from expanding and growing but I think actually cutting the rewards off and that's just a personal thought and everyone should have their own opinion on this but cutting this off and saying you know what we we put it to zero again um, I. I, I actually don't see the reason why we should do that because I think everyone that's in the system right now is happy about the system because that's why they're in. Um, it's really more about how can we expand faster. So, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a valuable suggestion. I do think, though, Kuno, that probably, um, yeah, you're going to face 
quite a lot of rejection from from most people. And I would probably be one of them because I would say um, no one gets hurt right now. There's no issue from what's happening at the moment, but we need to fix a problem in order to grow. So that is a bit of a, a personal thought here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Frank. Hi, Julian. Um, so apologies for coming late, but I was just wondering if there was any thought about the, there was this post on Reddit suggesting that the DFI should not be burned at least for the time being. Like in case, in case you might, in case we might need to buy back the DUSD. And I thought like, ha, has that been addressed yet? Um, yeah. So I, I, I had addressed that um, quick uh, summary on that. So that the problem of that is that th this pool would always be empty because it is super inefficient pool, right? And the reason why it's super inefficient is because basically the other side, if you see the other side, right? The other side sells the DFI high and buys it back low. So the pool where these DFI actually would go in, this pool is basically buying high and selling low. So it would be constantly empty. It would constantly, it would be super inefficient. So it would actually like over time would never work because whenever it's needed to work, it doesn't have any funds. Um, it would have funds when it doesn't have to work. And as soon as it has to work, um, it doesn't have funds. So if you like, it, it sounds great in theory, but the problem is really that this pool is basically on the wrong side of the arbitrage. So that pool is, is would be constantly losing. Um, and so this is, yeah, like when, when you actually need it, it, it wouldn't work. So it would look really great because you would have all these DFI in as long as you don't need it. As soon as you need it, it completely kind of dissipates because that's when it totally gets eaten up. So it's like an insurance policy that looks super nice, but when it actually has to pay, it doesn't pay. So, yeah. Mm, I, um, okay. Uh, but, uh, but that, that will only apply like if. Like the DFI would be needed when the DUSD is below one, but the uh but the DFI main may be at a higher price, right? So it wouldn't disappear. Sure, but I mean, as long as it's on a on so as long as the DFI is at a high, uh, as long as DUSD is over a dollar, again, you don't need the insurance, right? You don't need that pool. You need the pool if the price is consistently under a dollar. So as soon as the price actually goes back up, you never need that pool. The problem is just if you calculate through, it's so inefficient, right? And it actually loses so much money that this pool would be constantly empty when you, if you actually need it. And if it, you don't need it, it would just be there. So to me, the, the problem becomes, and that's just a, a thought here, um, we're going to rely on something that completely doesn't work. Like it's doomed from the start. It's an insurance policy where we know if we have to rely on it, it's just not going to work. So that is why I would encourage not to have something um, like that and, and even suggest something like that because people feel like, oh, yeah, great, we have this pool as a fallback plan, but we actually don't. So I would, I, again, we can bring it up. I, I, this is just a thought. I don't want to be the, the arbiter here who says what's right or wrong. It's just if you, like, there were so many discussions on, on and I'm just summarizing discussions I've also seen on social media. So, yeah, um, I it's... I'm I'm not saying it's a it's a it's a bad idea. I just think it's very difficult to rely on something like that because it would actually buy games theoretical from the start, games theoretically, it, it it's 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 set to 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 not work out really well. Yeah, yeah I, I understand where you're coming from. Thank you. Yeah, no, no but uh, thanks for the for the input. Yeah. Santiago. Uh 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, actually, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, the last point that I would like to bring into the, into this discussion is that I would really love if people, if we encourage people which are online today within this Twitter space to reach their voice and also reach out to other community members to get a really high per participation in voting. So I think this is something we really need. Um, in the last CFPs or maybe also in DFIPS, um, there was only around mostly 200, 300 masters voting. And it would be pretty, pretty cool if the community as a whole tries to yeah, push up the participation in voting to get them uh, yeah, a result, which is most, most as most representative, represent so you, you, yeah, you know what I mean, like uh, to, to have an, a result which is pretty, pretty representative. Yeah, representative. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I, I think that's a really good shout out. Uh, good call. Yeah, thanks. Andreas, uh, yeah, um, it worked. I, hello, thanks. Um, I wanted to come back to the funding rate proposal once more. Um, I get your argument that it would uh, lead to the same uh, situation as the current proposal. But what if we are doing the negative funding uh, rewards with DFI instead of DUSD? So we would not lead to, to uncovered DUSD at all. And we have a lot of DFI to, to distribute. We are just distributing it now with liquidity mining. And you could easily argue that the liquidity mining rewards are too high because we don't need these very much pools like the BC, um, BTC pool, for example. Yeah, these are the, um, yeah, yeah, so that is the, that's actually not the funding rate so much. That's more the, that, I mean, it, it, there was a very similar proposal. These are those, uh, yeah, special, like, uh, incentives where, for example, the incentive gets taken away from the liquidity mining and is being given to the individual tokens. Um, and in order to for, for people to, to be incentivized to mine more. Um, the, the issue with, with that suggestion is um, it's just an incentive for people to actually um, offer more loans. But the question is, again, always, um, how does it still get arbitraged out? Yes, you can incentivize people to 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 create more loans, and that's going to get closer and closer and closer. But at the end, the the path always has to flow through, right? So the the the, the you never really solve the issue of the coins getting arbitraged out. And then I would rather say make it easier for people to actually create loans by, for example, adding liquidity mining tokens um, that way, because. The, the actual incentive to create more loans, it will never actually reach the 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 arbitration point. So, like that that is just the, the issue because you will always have a a a not enough amount of of D tokens um in comparison to the entire system because you always have a little bit of friction from the low from the vaults all the way to when someone can actually buy it on the decks. And so you will always actually have a, a price that's actually slightly above um, the Oracle price, simply because you constantly have this friction. So the only way how you get rid of that is by having a little bit of a surplus of those D tokens. Um, adding DFI is going to bring an incentive for people to create more loans, yes, but it will never actually pass through because these people can only use one thing to pay back their loan. And that is the token that they created plus interest plus the DEX fee. So there's so much friction that always causes the price to be above a dollar, uh, above the, the parity. So um, 
it, it, yeah, it, 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 it's something that can be added, in my opinion, as a as a whole, in order to 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 help people create more loans, right? I think that's a an, an a very key discussion, but it will never solve the actual, um, yeah, uh, arbitration actually. Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Great, um, Martin. Uh, wait, uh, sorry, I thought you were. Um. I think we have uh, Martin. Martin, yep, works. Should work. Nope. Oh, uh, hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Yes. Now works. I, I, hey. I'm also coming in late, so uh, so apologies if I'm uh, covering something that has uh, already been said. So yeah, just shut me off if I if I'm doing that. But I'm. Um, yeah, I, I was just wondering two things. So one thing that like I really like the solution, but at the same time I'm just nervous about the 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 speed at which it's so so sometimes blockchain works in mysterious ways and and um, this will be will, we will have to decide this fast and uh, I like the solution but I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm sure enough whether I like it or whether I, I have the feeling that I've that we've covered all possible scenarios all possible ways in which it can go wrong uh, so I'm wondering whether you know so if this comes like the, the the second or third week of January, then it's it's not really quick anyway. Uh, so then I wonder whether it's not something that like if you just push the decision over Christmas, then that gives us so much more time to um, to just you know uh, beside the Christmas tree uh, think about all possible scenarios in which this might go wrong, and just mm -hmm. give it a bit more time. Um, so this is just one thought. A slightly related thought is that if we're looking for very quick short-term solutions uh, that might be maybe we've been the past few days we've been thinking about more long-term solutions and maybe if we now decide that we really need just a, a very quick short-term solution first and maybe that opens up other other options so i was just thinking like could we not i don't know how much the the usd is needed to to arbitrage but could we not just use a huge chunk of the community fund put that in a vault and then mint the usd and just to brute force the arbitrage this way for the short term and then give ourselves more time to really uh, consider all the options and think it through and also give the devs a well-deserved break. So this, these are just sort of two uh, half-baked thoughts that I am having. Um... Good, good, good thoughts. I don't have an answer. I, 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 yeah, the answer I have is what everyone else shared. Um, yeah, it, it, good thoughts, really. Um, thanks. No, yeah, yeah, I think the no one like uh, I think it's a super valuable add-on. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, someone else, Stricey? Yeah, I have the same idea like the guy before me. Um, why not just take uh something uh a million DFE or something out of the community fund and uh, make an automated bot which means continually as a continuous. Um, DUSD and sell it when DUSD is higher than one dollar and uh, buy it when it is uh, under one dollar and maybe take a little part of the block reward and fill up the pool to uh, continue the process. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I thought, I mean, I, 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 I like the idea. As a, I mean, there's a couple of thoughts here. Someone has to actually manage that, right? And so um, whoever is managing that vault is actually in charge of quite a lot of money. Um, 
that's the first thing. Uh, we don't have an on-chain solution for that. So yeah, it would not be a um, it would be a person or two people or someone would have to be in charge of that. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, and again, I'm just throwing out thoughts. Um, is it actually still causes like there will still always be a premium in there, um, simply because you can create as much DUSD as you want. You have to pay back in DSD, plus you have to pay the interest, plus you have to pay the tax fee. So there will always be a a a premium in the DUSD, and you cannot even mint as much in order to get the premium to zero. Um, this would be a solution where we could say, you know what, let's get rid of the premium, like the large premium, but it will always be. Like and, and then what's gonna also happen is actually a lot of people will start trading against that vault. And so that vault will constantly lose where everyone else is winning. So this is also a bit of a concern because everyone else says, Great, um, as soon as the price goes down, I buy back the DOSD, I wait until it goes up again, then the vault starts pushing it, then I, I mint it and then I wait until it goes down again, I buy it back, and then I I I put it back into the loan. So um, Again, I'm just thinking out loud. I, uh, yeah, I have not thought the idea of a community fund uh, idea through. Um, that's, but again, uh, I don't want to be the person saying yes or no to an idea. These are just my thoughts. I, I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, uh, the, the, the immediate concerns I see are two: someone has to be in charge of those funds, and the other one is, um, yeah, the the people would love to trade against that thing and that thing would constantly lose and everyone else would constantly win. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> these are just two immediate thoughts. Uh, Prasanna. Yeah, if I can just add on that uh, yeah, and also address both of the last speakers, I, I think uh, particularly the way that uh, Martin expressed it, I, I think he was very thoughtful about the whole thing. But uh, I think the point that's slightly missing there is exactly some of what you suggested. If we have to really do it with an automated vault, then it is again a tech solution, which means you know that is something that has to be implemented on chain. Otherwise, the the option is less than it's far from ideal, which is you know putting the power into a few folks who are managing this. Even if we consider that as an okay solution, now we have not even given ourselves time to think about the game theory of that particular scenario, right? because that opens us up to a lot more on how can this be gamed? What are the scenarios? So I, I think that's the reason that I would probably shy away from that as the immediate solution. And implementing this is probably gonna be similar amount of work when we think about it from a tech point of view, either are, are you gonna do an automated vault of some kind on chain, or are you gonna utilize some sort of payment, payback mechanism that's being discussed? I would rather lean towards this rather than that, but that's mm. my feeling there, and that's that's my personal thought. But hopefully, that sort of yep. helps address some of the previous uh, speakers. Yeah, uh, Monica. Uh, yes, uh, I have a question uh, uh, to Baldasar or to you or to Prashana. If we uh, can use the DFI to pay back our loans, at what rate is gonna is it gonna be used or gonna be swapped? Is it gonna be the tax rate or uh, some kind of oracle rate? Because it's this the, I think would make a big difference. Yeah, it's the oracle rate plus one percent. So that would be, it, it's based on the oracle rate plus one percent. 
So then the then the um, the DUSD is like it's like set to one uh, to to ninety nine cents uh, automatically and and. So um, th th these are two different things. So the DUSD a, okay. that you could add as collateral. That's also based on the Oracle, but the Oracle is one for DUSD. And so then here it's set to 99 cents. But when you use DFI to pay it back, you use the Oracle rate plus 1%. So you lose 1%. Um, and because you always use the Oracle rate to actually take money out of the vault and put it back into the vault um, or, or into the loan. And so there the DFI would be used uh, at the Oracle rate plus 1%. In, in comparison to the other assets, so let's make it very simple. Let's say uh, DFI is $4 on the Oracle and Tesla is, uh, let's say, $1,000. Then in order to pay back one Tesla, you have to pay 250 DFI plus 1%. So you have to pay 252.5 DFI um, in that case. So you would only do that if... Uh, Tesla on the DEX would be way more expensive, would be at least 2% above the price in that, in that example. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, sure. Because uh, in that way, of course, then there are these ghost um, DUSD uh, produced because if you take, I think if you take the, the DEX prices, then there would no be ghost DUSD, uh, DUSD uh, produced, but then, then there's uh, not that much upside to the solution. Correct, course, yeah. yes, correct, yeah, correct. Great. Fantastic. Um, let's use last person. I think, Jack, Jason, you were already trying to talk before, but for some reason it didn't work out. Uh, let's hope it works. Yeah, should be working. Um, but at least I can't hear you. Um, maybe I'm the only one. Yeah, now it hey, works. Hey, I have a question. We need more capital that P or more in... It should be more interesting for people to mint DUSD, right? We need more DUSD in the market. So could it be a solution that we that people can uh, make a specific vault with a 100% collateral ratio, whether it can just mint DUSD? Um, sure. The question is, what would you put in to that vault? If you say stable coins, then my thought would be... Um, we actually then start trusting the entire DUSD system on Tether, for example, or on something, um, which I'm not sure if that is the right no, I put, solution. I put DFI as collateral. Uh, then you actually don't solve the issue much because you will constantly have uncollateralized or untethered uh, DUSD, and it's actually the exact same issue that you're going to end up with as right now. Okay, perfect. Because, so you already see this, actually, we already have ghost DOSD, for example, in the system. Yeah. Um, why? Because there are some 150% loans that just don't get bid on because they are so un under collateralized that people just don't want them anymore. And so the tokens that got created out of those are actually ghost tokens now. Um, it's not many. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how many there are, but it's very, very few. But so if you actually go with DFI and 100%, you will have actually a lot of those um yeah, untethered um, tokens. And then I would say, let's not have this loan mess. Uh, let's rather go the direct route and have DFI buy back the, the, lo the, the loans, basically. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Julian. Thanks. Yeah, yeah th thanks for the suggestion. Great. Um, with that, let's leave it at that. I think we've heard a lot of the opinions. We went for a bit over two hours. Um, yeah, it's getting super late in Asia. Um, 
I think we're going to stick to that strategy. Balthasar is putting up the DFIP. We are going to give it 72 hours afterwards until it's up. We focus on uh, if that gets approved to do an upgrade 11th of January. Um, we're going to try to communicate with as many people as possible, just like Santiago said, that, um, yeah, as many are um, voting. And I think this was, yeah, I think this is a really good kind of idea forward, a good road forward. If there are, um, yeah, any kind of discussions, let's move them onto the socials. I really want to say thank you to everyone who contributed and everyone who has put in those suggestions. I think, Santiago, you are doing a DeFi Chain Accelerator call right afterwards, right? Um, this could be an interesting jump-off point for people as well. Right, this is uh, exactly what I wanted to point out. So I definitely would like to welcome you guys. Uh, we're going to talk a bit on uh, marketing side and uh, yeah, talk a, bit, a little bit about Q4, what we have done with the Accelerator team and what we are planning out for uh, Q1 and Q2 for next year. So if you're interested in this, uh, feel free to join. Fantastic. Yeah, with that, I want to say thank you to everyone to contribute, to spend all their valuable time. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear each other before Christmas um, because there's still some stuff going on. So, yeah, let's keep an eye on everything. Um, we're going to share everything on Twitter and let's discuss on Telegram and in various channels. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for contributing. I really appreciate that. I think we're a fantastic community. And, uh, yeah, thank you. We're going to see the votes. Participate if you're a masternode. And, uh, yeah, with that, over now.